How many of you have ever done something in your life and uh, maybe you've been in the middle of it or you get to the end of it and you say, man, I wished I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> I, I, I wish I could take that back. And I think of so many situations in my life. When I was a real little guy, I mean, I, I, I think I was probably about seven or eight, seven or eight years old here. Okay. And I was, I was a little bit bigger than you are, but not a whole lot. But um, they, uh, I had a friend that lived down the road from us, and it was over Thanksgiving, and they were having a bunch of boys get together and play football. And I thought, oh, that'll be fun to go down. So I go down there, but when I get down there, there was teenage boys, big teenage boys, and I'm just a little guy, and my, my friend's a little guy too, but he's kind of a tough kid, and I wasn't as tough as they were, but, you know, uh, I'm looking at these guys, how am I going to play football with these guys? But they encouraged me to play, and in my heart I knew, boy, I probably shouldn't do this thing. And so uh, we got out there, and I mean, just started playing, and they kicked the ball to the other team, and we're going running down the field, and I go running up to tackle this guy, and he ran me over like a bulldozer. I mean, he hit me so hard. I didn't know what hit me. Not, matter of fact, just to tell you how big he was when he was running, what hit me was his knee in my mouth. And it busted my tooth, split the half of my tooth off. You say, what'd you do? I cried. I mean, I, I, I was crying. I cried all the way home I'm, and, and thinking while I was going home, why did I do that? Why did I do that? I shouldn't have never done that. And so many times in our life we think about that, about the things that we've done, and we look back and say, I should have never, never been involved. And I can't take it back now. It's already said and done. Uh, I, I was thinking about when I first went into the, um, the ministry, I, I would just trying to get meetings. And uh, my wife can tell you the truth of this, and I'm glad my wife's here today, but uh, she can tell you the truth of this. There was a lot of times we would, I would just schedule whatever meetings I could get, anybody that would let me come. And sometimes we would drive, we would, in preaching, we'd jump in the car, we'd drive as fast as we could to get to where we had to go to and sometimes get in just before the service started. And then we'd have to turn around and drive back home. And uh, many times I thought, why? Did I do that? I wish I could go back and change that. I don't to drive back and forth and spend all that time. Um, I was thinking about when uh, we were in West Virginia at the camp um, that I worked at at Mount Salem Revival Grounds. They uh, we would always get together and have the kids get together. We had our staff kids come and and we would uh, have picnics and things like that. And we were having a picnic at our house with a lot of the staff families and all. There was probably 50 or 60 people there. And um, my son, Tim, we had a baseball game going on. And my, some of you know my son, Tim. He was, uh, he was a little guy at that time. And uh, we were playing, the teenagers were playing. And uh, he wasn't uh, quite a teenager yet, I don't think, or just really early. But there was teenage and college kids that were out there playing. And uh, I, uh, I just happened to look out there and I noticed that my, my son was out there pitching. Now, Tim's a lot smaller than everybody else. And I'm thinking, man, he don't need, and we're, we're playing softball. And so I'm thinking, he doesn't need to be doing this. I need to stop him from this. So I called out there. I said, Tim, you know, really, you should switch with, Dad, it's, I, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm, well, he kept pitching. And then I looked back just about the time to see him uh, he had moved up. There was a girl up to bat. And he had moved up really close and was throwing the ball underhand to this girl. The problem is this girl was as tough as most of the guys are. And I knew if she hit that ball, 
but I couldn't stop it. I mean, it was like in slow motion, you know, and I see the ball going and I see her hit it and hit a line drive and hit him right in the face. It hit him in the nose and literally separated his nose from the bone, nose bone. And he had blood squirting out that hole in his nose. Oh my goodness. I sat there and I think, why? Why did I do that? If I could just go back and stop that, yeah, it would have caused him a lot less grief and a lot less pain and me too, by the way, because it hurt me as a dad. Um, what are you saying? There's things that we go through in our life that we look back and say, man, I wish I could take it back, but it's too late. I want to go back to the story that we started with um, two days ago that I started preaching to you about and the story of Samson. And if you remember what I talked about in the story of Samson, Judges chapter 13, you can turn there. What I talked about in the story of Samson was uh, how to get to a place where you don't live life with regret. And I'm going to kind of double down on that or add to that a little bit in talking about this thing, about some things you can never take back. What do you mean? The, the reason that he had a life of regret was because he looked back at so many things that he wished he could have taken back. He wished he could have done over again, but... Uh, but it was too late. And when we, we, we gotta be so careful about that in our lives because we, uh, when, when things are, when we act, it's too late to turn around and try to bring that thing back. You say, well, what are you talking about, Brother Martin? Well, let's just think about this. Um, the very first thing uh, is simply in uh, chapter uh, 14, it says, and Samson went down to Timnath and saw a woman of Timnath, the daughters of Philistines, came up and told his father his mother and said, I've seen a woman in Timnath, the daughters of Philistines. Now therefore get her uh, for me to wife. Then his father and his mother said unto him, Is there never a woman among the daughters of thy brethren, among all the people that thou goest to take a wife of the uncircumcised Philistines? And Samson said unto his father, Get her for me, for she pleaseth me well. Uh, now, the, the truth is, I, I mentioned earlier that uh, in the message on Tuesday, that one of the things that ended up a life of regret because he didn't honor his parents. And let me just say, there's something that you can never take back. And one of the things you can never take back in your life is the way that you treat your parents and your brothers and your sisters. And you say, what do you mean I can never take it back? When you treat them bad and when you treat them wrong, you can't go back. People say, well, you just go back and you right the wrong. No. No, you can apologize, but you've already, you've already done something to treat them bad. You know, you'll look back in your life one day and you'll, I wonder if these batteries are going dead or something maybe. Just click, clicking a little bit. But uh, you're going to go back in your life one day and, uh, and you're going you're gonna to wonder, why did I do those things? Why did I treat my parents like that? Why did I not respect them? And why did I not, not honor their life? We talked about how that uh, uh, Samson's parents, they, they separated themselves the way that God told them to. Why? So that they could raise their son the way that God wanted them to raise their son so that he could turn out to be something for God. And, and, and again, I said, your parents, all of your parents, they have you here in this school for a purpose and for a reason. And I know there's no doubt some of you don't want to be here. Okay, you don't want to be here. But boy, I wish you'd get that right in your heart about the fact that, man, your parents have put you here to, to try to help you to make it for God and not get uh, your life messed up even before you get to the end of your teenage years. Uh, but some, some of you probably have uh, been at odds with your parents even this week. 
Some of you are not treating your parents right right now. And there's going to be a day that you're going to go back and, and say, I wished I would have not treated them like that. But you can't go back and change that. The only thing you can do is make a, uh, make a decision that, I, that I'm going to change things in my life right now. So I don't have any more regrets than what I already have. Let me share a couple stories with you here. Story of a, a, a young lady that was in a girl's home. I was preaching in a girl's home in Mississippi a number of years ago. And um, she, uh, she really, I mean, I like this young lady. She, was a, she seemed like a really good girl. She'd gotten into a lot of trouble and things. And so they had, the parents had to send her there. And uh, she uh, counseled with me during the meeting there and everything. And, uh, yeah, and she was sorry about the things that she had done and everything. And uh, she, she told me in one of the little counseling sessions I had, she said, Brother Martin, she said, my parents are so good. They've been so good to me. She's 16, 17 years old. She said, my parents have been so good to me. She said, they've only always tried to do the things that were right for me. She said, but I was a rebel and I turned against them and, and I, I was doing things that were wrong. And that's the reason why I'm here right now. And, and you know what? She says, I know they love me and, and I wish I would have showed them how much I loved them uh, uh, more. And I can't wait to get home so, so that I can make things right now and I can do the things that, I'm, that, I, that I should be doing. Well, after that meeting, it was probably two months later, I was passing back through with my family. We were going to another meeting. And as I was passing through that way, I just called the guy up and said, hey, passing through. I just thought I'd stop in and say hi. He said, well, come on. He said, why don't you just preach chapel for us today? So uh, I went in, I sat down and I talked with the, with the guy, that, the director of the home. And uh, while I'm talking with the director of the home, all of a sudden I hear this screaming and crying. And I thought, what in the world is going on? We're trying to talk and he's, he steps out, he comes back in again um, and there's still crying and just wailing going on. Well, what happened is that girl, her name was Sherelle, that girl got a phone call that her daddy had just been diagnosed with stage four bone cancer and they had given him less than two months to live. You know what was going on? She was thinking back how I treated my parents, how I treated my daddy. My daddy's gonna pass away. And th they were trying to work things out to get her back there because he had such little time or whatever. But uh, how do you change things? How do you, you can't go back and rewrite the story. What you can do is just determine right now that I'm not gonna treat my parents like that. I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to be the child that I need to be to them to make it easier for my mom and dad and to, to make it easier for me to turn out to do things that are right. Let me say just along the same lines, it's the same thing about brothers and sisters. What are you saying? You can't ever take back the things you, you do to one another. You say, well, you know, uh, but you don't understand. It's just, you know, they say sibling rivalry. Oh, yeah, we're just brothers and sisters, so we fight all the time. No, you know what it's called? Sin. That's what it's called. You should be able to get along with one another. You should work at getting along with one another. Why? Because one day you'll look back and say, boy, I wished I would have had a better relationship. I wish I could take that back and go back and be a better brother or be a better, better sister. And listen, I'm telling you, Miss Stumpful can tell you, my wife can tell you, anybody that's been around a while, of all the stories we know of young people who didn't get along when they were young, and, uh, and, and then later on in life, as they're getting older, they're saying, I wish I 
had a relationship with my brother and sister. I wish I could do this and that. I wish when I was back home, I would have done. Well, guess what? All those wishes don't bring all that back. You can't bring it back. What you can do is work on it right now. Work on having the kind of relationship you need to have with your brothers and sisters. Love your brothers and sisters. Man, God puts you in that home and that family for a purpose and for a reason. Be careful about uh, uh, the way you're treating your family. Be careful about the way you're treating your brothers and sisters. I guarantee you that Samson, in the end, when he was living that life of regret, when he was dying with the regret in his life, was thinking back, I wish I could go back. You can't go back. But you can determine today that things are going to change and be different. Things are going to be the way that they ought to be. So first of all, just in the way that we, uh, the way that we treat our pa- the parents. And pr- the, the other thing is simply this. And this has to do with family, but it also has to do with other people also. In the words that he spoke to his, his parents. What do you mean? Things you can never take back are the words you speak. People say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but... Will what? Hogwash. That's a Greek word, but hogwash. What do you mean? Words hurt. Things we speak and things we say hurt. You know, you can, you, you can call your uh, brother or sister something, or you can call a friend something, a name that's just terrible and demeaning, and you can turn around and say, oh, I'm sorry. But guess what? You ain't taking it back. You're not going to take it back. You've already done the damage. You've already hurt them by what you've said to them. What are you saying? I'm, I'm saying not just on, this, on, on the level of parents and not just on the level of brothers and sisters, but um, you're going you're gonna, to uh, uh, look at your life one day and say, man, the words that I've spoken have been so hurtful. I, I'll give you another instant. The same girl's home, the same girl's home that I was preaching at. Um, there was a girl that came forward in one of the uh, messages that I preached. Uh, I wish I could think of her name right now. But um, she came forward and uh, she knelt at the altar. She was sobbing and crying and she asked if, I, if she could uh, talk to me. And so we talked and she told me the story about how her mom and dad, daddy especially, uh, uh, they, uh, they loved her and everything. They tried to get her in church and keep her in church. But daddy was living a double life. Daddy was drinking. He was alcoholic. And um, she uh, told him, one night as uh, he was in his drunken stupor or whatever, she told him she hated him. She said, I hate you. She said, I don't ever want to see you again. Well, shortly thereafter, she ran off with a, a young man, got into trouble. They stole a car. They got, that's why she was there. While she was at the girl's home, her dad got into a vehicle accident and was killed. You know what was going through her mind continually? Dad, I hate you. I don't ever want to see you again. She had to live with that the rest of her life, the words that she spoke. She couldn't go back and take them back again. When you say something to people that's demeaning or derogatory, you tear people down, you're not taking that back. Oh, yeah, you can say, well, please forgive me of it, and people may from the kindness of their heart forgive you, but guess what? People don't forget they don't forget the things that you say. You say, well, I never really meant that. You know, this is one of the reasons why many marriages don't work out. Because people say things and they, and, well, I really didn't mean that. Well, guess what? You already hurt me. You already said that. You already did that. 
What are you saying? I'm just trying to help you with some things here. As a young person, determine right now, I'm not going to live a life of regret where I have to look back and say, man, I wish I could take this back. And I, Because there's things that you just can't take back. You can't take back how you treat people. You can't take back the words that you say. Hey, another thing that Samson went through here that um, uh, each and every one of us eventually in our life have to have the battle with and, and go through is uh, you cannot take back your purity. Samson lived a life where he was a lewd person. He had many different women and uh, he lived a life, and I guarantee you at the end of, that's what partially caused his death too because of that kind of living and that kind of lifestyle. But he lost his purity very early in life. Let me tell you something. I'm, I'm not talking about just a physical purity. And we need to be very careful that we don't lose that. One of the, one of the sweetest things in the world to me is, Miss Dumpful, to see a, a woman and a man come together in marriage at a, at a, at a, uh, a, for their wedding vows. And sometimes holding hands for the first time. Sometimes giving their, the first kiss. I mean, that is precious. That is special. Why? Because they maintained their purity to the altar where they, where they should. And, and that is important. That's so important because once you lose it, you can't go back and change it. You, you go and, you go and uh, I'll be careful what I say here, but you go and you kiss somebody. When you get to that marriage altar, you're going to wish that you could go back and change that. You, you're going to wish that you could go back and say, I never, ever kissed anybody until I got together with my wife or with my husband. There'll be, there'll be a lot of regret there. You'll live with that. I promise you, you'll live with that. You can't take it back. Don't let go of your purity so easy. Don't, don't treat it as something that's cheap. Uh, not just in the physical sense, but what about in the sense of your, even just uh, your mind and your heart? What do you mean? The things that you listen to. There's a lot of young people that listen to wrong music. They, they listen to, uh, they watch and listen to television shows that are evil and wicked. And, and I, I just, I cannot fathom how it is that things have gone the direction that they've gone. And I don't watch uh, a lot of the uh, television and shows and things like that. Why? Because it is so filthy and wicked and corrupt. I mean, I don't, uh, I, I, again, I don't watch all these shows, but I, I hear tell that there are shows where the main characters are homosexuals. Uh, supposedly, there's a new show coming out where the, uh, uh, the main character is a uh, transgender uh, they even, my wife and my daughter like to watch Hallmark movies. All you girls smiling over here. Of course you love Hallmark movies. But, but they're coming out now with homosexual couples and all of this. You know what? That's just messing with your mind and the purity of your mind and the purity of your heart when you watch that kind of stuff. You know what causes it to happen? Is you begin to become accepting of that stuff. And all of a sudden, you don't take stands against it. There'll come a day where you'll look back and say, why did I do that? I wish I could go back and change that. But then it's, it's too late. You can't do it. There's some things you can never change. Uh, again, with the thing with music, there'll be a day that you wish you could change the music. I, uh, uh, 
My sister, I told you about on Tuesday, that passed away just recently. And she was, at one time, she was so involved with the music and, and with the Lord, and she had a beautiful voice, and she, but uh, when I went through her things and were throwing things out, cleaning things up, she had some heavy metal music and uh, just some really evil music that she had there. And I'm gonna tell you what, if my sister could stand here today, she would tell you, I wish I could have taken that back. I wish I would have never got into listening to that kind of music because that kind of music led her down the path that she ended up taking, that ended up taking her life. Music, yes, music. When you see, music affects your heart. It affects your mind. Just, you say, well, what are you trying to say? Don't get involved in that stuff so you don't have to look back and say, well, I wish I could have. I wish I could take back. I it's too late. Once you get yourself wrapped up in it, uh, Brother Ross, you remember, uh, some of you know Brother Ross. Brother Ross used to tell the story about the, the young man that, um, uh, that got involved into heavy metal music and listening to heavy metal music. And, and because he got involved in it, part of what came with that. It was a person that was at their church there in Oklahoma City. You, you probably remember the story, Michael. But he would tell this story about him. And the kid got so wrapped up in the heavy metal music and everything that he got taken drugs and stuff. And uh, he, he made a tape. And in this tape, he was apologizing to his parents. I've heard the tape. Brother Ross has preached the message and I listened to the tape. He, he told his parents that he was sorry that it had come to this. He was sorry that he had hurt them. He was sorry that he had gotten involved in this thing. But there was, he didn't see any way out of it. He said, so I guess it's so long for now and you hear a shotgun blast go off. And this young man killed himself. Why? Because he got so wrapped up in the wrong kind of music which led him down a path which he started taking drugs which put him in a hole, as Brother uh, Marvin Smith would say, a hole of no hope where he felt like there was no way out of it and he took a gun and killed himself. What are you saying? Don't get to that place in your life. Don't, don't look back and say, well, I wish I could take back. You're not taking it back. Determine right now that you're not gonna head down that pathway to create that. Another thing is simply, and um, of course it goes along with everything we're saying here, but th th things that you can never take back, you can't take back the decisions that you make in your life. What do you mean? The decisions you make to get involved in sin. When Samson made the decisions he made with the different women that he had made and, and, uh, and the different situations that caused him so much heartache. Those decisions, when he made them, they were final and he couldn't go back and change them. So be careful about the decisions that you make in life. Well, you know what? When I get old enough, I'm just leaving home. Really? You better stop and think about the decisions that you're making. The old adage, the old thing that people used to always say is decisions determine destiny. Every decision that you make will lead you down a path of destiny of where you're going to end up. And you better think about and pray about the decisions that you make and make sure that they're in line with what God would have for your life. Even as a young person, you need to pray and say, God, is this something I should do? Is this something I shouldn't do? Uh, 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 the Bible says in Proverbs that a man's, oh, 
Uh, heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. What are you saying? Our, our heart always wants to, that word deviseth means to plot and contrive. We're always trying to plot and contrive the, the decisions and the things that we make, but God's the one that directs our paths. So why don't we look to him? Why don't we pray to him and say, Lord, help me to make the right decisions with my life? As I said the other day, so many times I'll ask young people, what, what are you going to do with your life? What are you going to, and, and oh, I don't know, I want to do this, I want to do that. Well, I said, well, is that what God wants you to do with your life? Well, I don't know. Well, why don't we start out by saying, God, what do you want me to do with my life? God, help me to make the right decision. Help me to make the right decision about the place that I go to college. I mean, that'll change you. That'll mess your life up too if you make a poor decision on that. When I, when I was working as the, uh, the vice president of the college up there, I never tried to get anybody to come to the college. And uh, you say, well, if you're a vice president, that's your college. I understand that. But listen, all we're there for is to try to help the pastor and, and, uh, and, and the parents in the furtherance of what their young people are, are doing to go to serve the Lord. They got to know that it's God's will for them to be there. They got to make the right decisions. And every one of us have to make sure that we're careful about every, everywhere we go, we make right decisions in life. Because if not, you're going you're gonna to keep looking back over your shoulder and saying, man, that was a bad one. Why did I do that? I wish I could go back and take that back. But it's too late. So what are you saying? I'm just saying determine now that I'm going to make sure that in my decision making, God is the first person I turn to. Uh, my parents are the people that I turn to. My preacher is the one that I turn to. Why? They won't steer you wrong. They won't lead you down pathways to make wrong decisions in your life. And wrong decisions bring so many heartaches to our life. Another thing that you can never take back is the, the time that we waste. The time that we waste. He wasted so much time. Samson wasted so much time. You know, I believe with all my heart, those two verses that I read to you in the beginning of chapter 13 about how that God says that he wanted him to be a Nazarite from the womb. And then his mother said, God said to be a Nazarite from the womb to the day of his death. God had a plan for his life. He wanted him to fulfill that plan for his life. And uh, he, uh, he wanted him to, uh, to live his life along the way accomplishing what he, I believe with all my heart. He wanted to help to use Samson to see full deliverance from the hand of the Philistines. But Samson kept yoking up with the Philistines and with the women of the Philistines and all that. And he was wasting so much time in trying to get to where God wanted him to be and what God wanted him to accomplish. If we're not careful, we waste so much time. Oh, Miss Dunfel, how much time do we waste in our life? When we get a little bit older, we begin to think about, man, I've wasted so many, so many years. I've wasted so many days. I haven't done what I should do. When this day is over, you can't go back and have a do-over. You don't get this day back. This is 24 hours of time, and when it's done, it's done. So make sure that your time is used in, in a proper way for the Lord. The Bible says redeeming the time because the days are evil. And uh, boy, days, the days are so are filled with so much evil and so much wickedness and so much. Let's make sure that the time that we have, we're using it wisely. Okay, well, I've got time today. I could either stay on track and do my Bible reading, but you know what? I really want to go do that. I want to play this video game or I want to do this or I want to do that. I mean, it's as simple as that. Are we wasting the time that God gives us? We, this is the one thing that every one of us have the same amount of. What do you mean? We all have 24 hours in a day. 
We all have the same amount of time. And we choose to do what we're going to do with our time. But there'll be many days in your life down the road, I'll promise you, where you'll look back and say, man, I wish I could go back and take that day back. I wish I could go back and take that time back. I wish I would have used that time more wisely. There'll be some of you that when you get, some of you over here, when you graduate, you'll look back and say, man, I wish I wouldn't have wasted those school years. I could have had so much more fun. I could have done the right things. I could have been where I should have been, but I wasted that time. God help us to be careful about the uh, decisions that we make, about the words that we speak, about the time that we spend, about uh, the, the decisions that we make in life. Um, and um, again, you can't go back and things you can't go back and change. You, you, you can't go back and change a life lived for self rather than serving God. And that's what Samson did. Samson lived a life for himself. Yeah, he kept the vows for a little while, but then he broke that last vow when he had his hair, when his hair was cut. And uh, when that happened in his life, the power of God uh, came off of him. And you know, here's, here's the sad, one of the, again, the saddest verses, I believe, in this whole passage in, uh, in uh, chapter 16 and in verse number 20 at the end of the verse. What says, and she said, the Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he woke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. And he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. What a sad verse. He was just living life along, just thinking, you know, God's with me. I got all this strength. I got all this power. I got all this. And he didn't even realize that God had departed from him. What are you saying? There'll be a day when you'll look back. If you don't give your life in service for the Lord and you choose to serve yourself and do what you want to do with your life, there'll be a day you'll look back and say, would to God I could take that back. Would to God I could go back and make sure that I lived my days for God each and every day. Samson lived a life of regret. We talked about how to keep from living that life of regret by honoring our parents, by honoring the Lord and by honoring the call of God on our life. But today I just wanted to get you to think even a little bit more about the, the things that Samson did that he couldn't take back. And he, I, I guarantee he wished he could have. And these things in our life, if we're not careful, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll look back with sorrow and regret saying, man, I wished I could take back those words that I spoke. Man, I wish I could, I could take back the way that I've treated my family my brothers, my sisters, my mom and dad. Boy, I wish I could take back those wrong decisions. I wish I could go back and say, God, lead me and help me to make that right decision, not the wrong decision. Oh, I, I wish I could go back and I wish I could take the time back that I wasted and spent in years in doing what I wanted to do. A lot of people, oh, I'll serve God one day. But that one day ends up never coming. Don't get wrapped up in the things of this world, things of this life. Keep your eyes focused on the Lord. Don't get to the end of your days with re living with regret, dying with regret, or get to the end of your days saying, man, I wish I could take some things back. Get to the end of your life like the Apostle Paul did where he said, I have finished my course. I've kept the faith. That's where we want to live. That's where we want to get to. Why? Because that's the most blessed life that we can live.